Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners. Created by pet professionals for pet professionals. And now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up, everyone? Joe Zuccarello here, and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragonpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hey everyone, Joe Zuccarello, your host of the Hey Joe podcast, a podcast where you get to listen in on a conversation between myself and an industry expert. Thank you in advance for any questions that you might be submitting to the Hey Joe podcast. Remember, you can do that by submitting your questions to Hey Joe questions at paragonpetschool.com. This week, we're talking with Susan Briggs, one of my most respected pet professionals in the industry. Susan is the co-owner of an education company specializing in helping business owners and managers drive their business in pet services to new levels through safety, best practices and operations, community involvement, and professionalism. Her and the co-owner of, of her business named Robin are the gurus, if you would, of the pet services industry. In fact, that's the name of their business, the dog gurus. So go to paragonpetschool.com to learn more about Susan and to download the transcript of this podcast. And even better, go there to unlock the tools that Susan is making available to you, the Hey Joe listener audience, for free. So go there now and unlock those special goodies. Uh, don't forget to also subscribe if you haven't already to this podcast in your favorite listening medium so that you're alerted to the new releases every week. Uh, Susan and I are going to be talking about her expertise and the experience that they have in the daycare and training world. Uh, we're going to be talking about methods to grow safe and prosperous pet services businesses, and you'll quickly see why her and her team are, re are regarded as the authority or the gurus on this topic. So, Let's get started with the interview with Susan. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Susan, thanks for joining us today on the Hey Joe podcast. My pleasure. Exciting to be here. You know, I'll tell you, uh, uh, as I, I'm sure I, uh, uh, you know, my intro of you, I just have the, the craziest mad respect for you and, and your team at the Dog Gurus One because it's a really cool name, right? So obviously, <laughs> you know, that's a lot to live up to right from the beginning. You, you've got to be the experts if you're yeah. called the Gurus, right? That's um, right. But you know, I, I'm 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 always fascinated by how uh, companies and service providers get started. Would you mind uh, telling the Hey Joe listener audience a little bit more about yourself and maybe how the dog gurus got started and kind of what's your position in the industry? Sure, um, I'm a partner with Robin Bennett and the Dog Gurus. Robin's a certified professional dog trainer, and what we had in common many years ago—scary um, to think how many. We were actually a couple of the first pioneers in offering dog daycare services. And when we were doing that in the industry, it just wasn't done to commingle dogs. So there are a lot of safety concerns, which rightly so, but Robin and I shared this belief it could be done safely and it was really good for the dogs. And so from that, we wrote our 
first book together, which is Off Leash Dog Play, A Complete Guide to Safety and Fun, which helped teach body language and safe play. And once we released that book, our audience, which you know were um, people who were opening dog daycares or adding playgroups and daycare to their pet services, you know, kept asking us for more information. And we did do that through um, putting together a more formal staff training program on body language that includes videos. But we found that we kept getting asked to provide you know, more help in operating daycare services. So in 2013, we um, decided to really formally create the dog gurus to kind of serve that need in the marketplace of providing tools and more help on keeping daycare safe and really helping the people that were concerned about safety and wanting to do it right stand apart in their marketplace. And that's how the dog gurus started was with this focus on doing daycare the best you could and over, we did that in 2013. So over six years, what we found was we would ask our members, you know, what else can we help you with? And a lot of business topics came up. And my background, um, education-wise, is in accounting and um, spent a lot of time in operations management. Robin was a logistics officer in the Marines. And so we took that and have expanded the dog gurus now to not only provide information on safe and quality pet care. We believe care quality has to go first in our business, whether it's daycare, lodging, grooming, training, um, pet sitting, dog walking, any of those core services, along with business information to make the business successful because we want these great care providers who are focused on care quality first to survive in the marketplace. So that's kind of a long-winded um, explanation, but we love working with pet business owners and professionals who just want to do things right. Well, and, and what's, what's really great about what you're talking about, and, and, and I picked up on a couple of, of really key words or key themes of what your, uh, uh, your own little self-introduction, which was awesome, by the way, uh, was, was one was safety, right? So as, as we're talking about safety, especially when it comes to group play or grooming salons or, or lodging facilities, whether it's safety for people or pets, especially when we're talking about group play uh, and, and, and there's a lot of times we add kind of personalities or, or uh, uh, we personify uh, or uh, uh, the behavior of pets, especially as we're trying to quote unquote, sell our services to pet parent clients out there. And, and daycare is, is, is certainly viewed as fun and playful and, and, and the dogs are having a good time with their buddies but when you talk to dog trainers, they're like, well, they're kind of maybe establishing pack hierarchy. And, you know, they, they boil it down to maybe more of the condition response type of behavior versus just play. So, you know, there's this, there's this translation that happens with safety and, and needing to, to make sure that not only are we selling something that's, that's, that's very appealing and playful or appealing and, and, and attractive because of the play and, and the socialization, but it's also a form of training. So safety is big. Um, and, and the second one is continuing education. You know, at Paragon School of Pet Grooming, who obviously sponsors this podcast, uh, we, we kind of throw around a term, and I know my podcast listeners out there know this, but we throw around a term, term called education is everything. And that's what the dog gurus stand for as well. And, and that just, that's why uh, I, I think we really, we, we see things so 
uh, similarly. So this particular episode, and, and for all of the Hey Joe listener audience out there, uh, Susan is going to be a repeat guest on the Hey Joe podcast. So this particular episode, we're going to be talking about how to make more money in your pet services business. So some of you are uh, employees, uh, you're, you're, you're grooming uh, professionals and your employees of a salon or a, or a boarding facility or a, a veterinary hospital and such. We all we know that you might not be able to make all of the decisions to add on services, but we do have a lot of our audience members out there who are the business owners, who are the business managers, who are making the decisions about what to do. So this is going to best serve that group. However, if you're an employee, doesn't mean that you're always going to be an employee. Maybe one day you aspire to open up your own business and you remember of this really cool podcast that you heard when uh, Joe and Susan were talking about these things. So let's go ahead and just dive right in, Susan. Um, you know, let's say, let's say most of our audience out there are professional pet groomers or grooming salon owners and managers. Sometimes you just can't make, to make more money, it means you have to groom more dogs per day, right? So that's, right. we're kind of limited to that. But if we start kind of exploring and expanding our boundaries to maybe include other add-on services in the in the pet services space uh how do you decide which ones might be best so based on your experience with your clientele how do, how do we get those thoughts kind of churning yeah what we always work with our members on is first you know you know your brand and i think number one for other services to work it has to align with your brand and who you are so if you're you know you know, like an urban, really high-end, um, small space, I would then be adding services that would appeal to that high-end market. So we have something we call Daycare 2.0 that I think we'll get into a little more in depth, but you want to make sure that it aligns um, with your brand. And then also look at your immediate market and where are their gaps. I mean, if you've got you know, doggy daycares within a few blocks of you on every corner, then yeah, maybe doing a different type of daycare that would make you stand apart um, would be good. But if you don't have any, then offering daycare may really fill in or play groups of some type fill a gap. And then, you know, your clients, they love you. They really trust you. I'm sure they get requests, you know, they're either asking you, would you consider doing this? Or they're asking you who to refer to. So if you're referring out for a lot of services to your clients, then that's kind of a flag of, hmm, maybe I should consider offering that if I can make it work. And then maybe most important, I do think you have to have an interest in the service and be excited about it. Number one, to do a good job with it. And then number two, to also sell it to your client base. So um, those are kind of the things that we kind of say to focus on before you decide what to add. Yeah, those are all really great tips. And it's interesting in your, in your uh, entrance or in your uh, 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 beginning part of, of this podcast, you said that, that you and, and, you know, your colleagues, you know, you and, and Robin were pioneers in the daycare part of the yeah. business. And I too, I remember, <laughs> I remember yeah. when daycare was not a thing and maybe right. some people were kind of doing it kind of, you know, off the cuff and stuff, you know, and they maybe had some dogs running around and playing and, you know, just a handful. But when it turned into a business and it turned into a, a services offering, I can remember that. And I can remember all of the, oh my gosh, you know, the dogs have to be altered. You know, they have to be neutered. They have to be spayed. Yeah. They have to be uh, uh, social. I mean, it was, it was really wild, wild west back then, right? And it sure oh, was. Oh my gosh, did the pioneers of that path have arrows in their back? <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah. 
Well, I'm sure there were a lot of injuries. I'm sure there were a lot of, uh, uh, extra, uh, let's call it extracurricular activities during daycare. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting that you said that, you know, if you've got daycares on every corner, maybe it's a time to do something, a different kind of daycare. So maybe we'll unpack that uh, in a little bit. But first off, I want to ask, in, in, you're obviously keyed in, you've got your ear to the rail. What do you see are some of the current trend in professional pet services offerings? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. What we kind of see is that the trends in pet services really kind of mirror society and what happens in the pet world. I know, Joe, you remember when we were, you know, um, grooming locations, not spas. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, we used to be kennels, now we're lodging. And so um, kind of following along what's going on in society, enrichment is a huge um, buzzword for, you know, kids as well as, you know, animals in any, um, our pets or even, you know, zoos do a lot of enrichment. So enrichment is a big thing, which to us enrichment when you're bringing it into pet services is really a lot of our services focus on safety and necessities, but enrichment is going to go beyond giving dogs physical um, exercise and you know social through um, group play, which is kind of how daycare started. But it goes beyond to say, okay, let's also provide activities that are either cognitive or work, you know, kind of the dog mentally um, that you know, just really meets their joy or that emotional well-being, get them the opportunity to use different senses. So it's kind of that whole body um, look at the services and care that we're providing, just like what we're seeing, you know, in society. And the other thing I think that's happening is more membership options. Um, and this is great for places that run wait lists or, you know, you can't get in for several months, then you can offer a membership component, you know, to get that access and to get, um, feel special like a VIP client. So those are kind of the things that we see our members starting to add and explore. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I, I love the word enrichment. And I know in our show prep, uh, was one of the, the, the times, and I, I, I know the dog gurus, I, I, I know you guys, I, I've watched what you've done over the, over the years. And again, I can't say how big of a fan I am, but that word enrichment is, is, is new to this industry. And, you know, like you said, a lot of the services we offer have a purpose, like have a, a grooming because a pet is dirty or training because a pet is naughty. Do you care because a pet is bored, right? right. Uh, but but this enrichment, uh, you, you kind of partnered that up with, with the word cognitive. So kind of exercising their brains so that, you know, does that, does that influence their, uh, uh, their physical behavior as well? And it sounds like it, it, it certainly goes hand in glove. Oh, it absolutely does. Our members that have implemented kind of an enrichment-based um, daycare model, and you can do this just kind of as a doggy day out as well. But when you really focus on that mental, I think that's what's missing in a lot of pet dogs' lives. And a lot of these dogs are smart. And some of the behavior we see are because they're smart and bored and don't get much mental enrichment um, in their, their day. And um, what we find, if you think about, because I think your listeners are pro-education, when you go and spend a day at one of these seminars learning, 
you're exhausted, but physically you just sat in a chair all day. And so, <laughs> you know, it's the same thing for our dogs. What we find is you can have less time out with a, you know, a dog in, you know, traditional daycares all day play. But if you really observe the dogs, they're not active and playing all day. There's a lot of downtime. So you can take that downtime and make it with a few mental engagement, cognitive activities for short time periods, like two or three 15 minute sessions. And you still have a dog that goes home as tired, but happier because they've given that opportunity to use their brain. You know, what a great and creative solution to maybe some of our daycare owners and operators out there who are listening that feel maybe they're at a capacity. And 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 again, just like our groomers, our, our groomer listener audience out there, you know, in order to do, in order to make more money, you've got to groom more dogs. Well, for our daycare owner operators out there, they don't necessarily need longer play times. Uh, they might need uh, uh, more enriched play times or more uh, because yeah. that's accelerating the dogs uh i mean hey the pet parents love those dogs coming home whooped after a day <laughs> uh, right so and 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 again i i what a what a great use of energy um so is and again if if the hey joe listener audience out there is is wondering uh, this is Susan from the Dog Gurus. You can you can kind of follow along on 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 their website or go visit their website after listening to the podcast. It's really easy. It's called thedoggurus.com, and uh, you can find a lot of resources and information there and additional uh, uh, content uh, for what you might be looking for. But stick around to the very end of this podcast because when it comes to enrichment, Susan has a really really great bonus for all of the Hey Joe listener audience members out there. So. As we're talking about those things, so that we, we take those, okay, so we've kind of identified that a lot of the Hey Joe listener audience out there primarily are boarding, or, or I'm sorry, are, are grooming salon owners, operators, groomers, professional grooming, professional uh, 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 service providers. What type of services, in your experience, what type of services are kind of the most popular add-ons for our grooming professionals out there? Yeah, we've been fortunate, you know, to speak at some of the, the grooming conferences put on by, you know, Barclay and WPA. And so what we feedback we get is we do have a lot of people looking at daycare um, and you can either do, you know, still the full day model. A lot of um, groom shops maybe do small dog only daycare. It kind of fits sometimes with their client base and space they have where they can put a room and have full day daycare, which is great. I would also encourage you to consider the kind of enrichment model, what Robin and I call daycare 2.0 um, as an option. We also have, you know, people that start out with just grooming that go and expand and add lodging. And with lodging, again, to kind of serve those other needs where you can make a lot of money in add-on services is activities for lodging dogs while they're staying. And what you get are you do get better behavior because the dogs are busy and you know these can be play times walks um, enrichment activities um you know those senior dogs love just you know go in sit in their enclosure read them a book snuggle um there's all kinds of things it, it's a way to be really creative and and actually have a lot of fun with the dogs because sometimes with when you're grooming the dog you don't get to have a lot of fun with them so it's a great way to you know just really see that fun personality of the pets and then the other thing that you know especially with robin being a certified professional dog trainer we talk a lot about adding training um and that can be um 
kind of even beyond obedience that we think. I think training today, a lot of people are focusing on helping people with some of those life skills, like, um, you know, loose leash walking, um, you know, just dogs being able to settle and be calm when they're meeting other dogs or meeting people. Um, so kind of a training focused on life skills or puppies. You know, we love getting puppies into our businesses early. Um, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are doing, you know, special, you know, get familiar with the grooming puppy kind of program. And in a way that is training because you're um, taking it slow, getting them used to it on their terms. And so, you know, I think all of those things can be real profitable add-ons to grooming that your existing clients may very well be interested in or using other places right now for those services. Well, and you bring up a great point in, in, in that all of those things are training. And one of the, the really cool things that I've, that I've seen happen and been a part of actually helping to grow and thrive is smaller operations, these, these smaller uh, footprints, uh, having a, uh, what we would call personal trainer. So somebody that was, you know, a, a certified professional dog trainer who is on campus, who doesn't really need a lot of space. Uh, to do the exercises, just what you're talking about, teaching good manners, right? So yeah. most of the time, people people aren't looking for dogs that that, that respond like they're remote control, right? What yeah. they're looking for are behaved family members. In fact, right. <laughs> I would have liked my boys to be that way for a <laughs> dog. Uh, but but that's where these professional dog trainers come in and they teach manners. And I'll I'll tell you what, there's a lot of trainers making a lot of great money out there teaching good solid house manners right so right. uh so mentally engages the dogs and so it's enriching for them right right yeah. it's right back to that Mine's enrichment so yeah wow so when when we're talking about uh uh, uh when we're talking about you started to talk about limited space and i kind of also just mentioned it with trainers yeah. what when physical space is limited, I mean, we're going to have grooming salons. I'm sure I've already got some Hey Joe listener audience out there going, yeah, right. Add daycare. Where do I do that? Add lodging. What? Trainer? Where? So what have you, what are some techniques or tactics that you've seen are successful when, when, when the actual physical space of the, of the, of the, of the business is limited? Yeah, that's one reason why Robin and I really love this 2.0 model because a lot of what yeah, you tell us about that a little bit more. Yeah, what we do is there is still some social play, but it's usually in smaller groups. So um, you can do as few as five dogs. And really what we have found is there's higher quality play and more dogs are comfortable playing because the dog has to feel safe to play. And what we find, we used to call them wallflowers in our big groups of say 15, 30, 50 dogs that, you know, they're okay, they don't cause trouble, but we just said, well, those dogs don't play. They're just kind of our wallflowers. They, you know, enjoy being in this group of dogs. But what we have found with some of our members, if you get those dogs in groups of three to five, they may play if you match them to the right play buddies. And man, is that kind of rewarding. It kind of gives you goosebumps and the tears in your eyes that if you create the right environment, those dogs will play. So you can do that in a much smaller space. And then like the enrichment activities, one of our favorite pieces of enrichment equipment is called the climb. And it's really a two foot square kind of platform table. And you can do so much with that piece of equipment in a very small space. You could set that up in a standard enclosure that's four by six 
and have a really engaged and rich um, session with the dog. And they'll be happy and, and tired at the end of it. Um, puzzle toys are really popular. You can do puzzle toys in a standard enclosure, even in a, you know, a um, groom enclosure, you could put in a puzzle toy. Kong is the original puzzle toy, but there's all kinds now. So these enrichment activities you can do in a small space and clients are willing to pay extra for them, um, either as a single add-on activity or create kind of a doggy day out with two or, you know, maybe two activities in the morning and two in the afternoon. Maybe one's a puzzle toy, one's a small group, kind of either buddy play session, three or four dogs, and you've got a, a great activity that you can pay premium on because our client bases are used to paying premiums for small group activities. I think about, I go to a gym where I have small group classes. I know I'm going to pay more than going to big classes, mm -hmm. but I want to do that because I like that personal care and attention. Well, and I think that you just, you just nailed it. It's that personal care and attention. And it sounds like with the right mix, the dogs can actually thrive in those circumstances and the pet parents love it. So, and, and for our pet services professionals out there, there, there's more money, there's more revenue to be made. And when we talk about more revenue, we do have to kind of address the profitability of add-on services. So, Absolutely. you know, from a business, okay, so we've got all of this enrichment, we've got kind of the, the translation between, you know, what's, what's, what's happening in a dog's mind and, and, and we translate that and uh, to, to, to people speak <laughs> with the pet right. parents. But now how do we translate these to profitability? Yeah, that's one of my big hot buttons here. Um, because of my accounting background is I want our pet businesses to be profitable and make money so that they're there to serve the clients. And so, you know, a lot of times we look at what everybody around us is charging, but the best way to ensure your services are profitable is to know your own cost of providing them. And that means your labor. That's the biggest thing, biggest cost in all of our services. So you actually have to kind of put the math to the paper and say, okay, if I'm going to do a enrichment session that's 15 minutes long, you know, how much am I paying this employee to do that and add in kind of the taxes and benefits. So to make the math easy, I usually just add a dollar. So if I'm paying $10 an hour, you know, to take care of my taxes and stuff, I'll just add, I'll look at it at $11. And if they're going to do a 15 minute session, can they do four in an hour? So I'm going to take 0.25 of their hourly wage and that's my labor cost, but then I need to add my supplies and then add on how much profit you want to make. And with add-on services, you can really um, add a healthy profit percentage, which makes them, you know, good for your business. Well, and, and you know, as I'm looking at this and I'm just listening to you describe it, you put it in such simple terms for our, our listeners to understand. And when I, when I look at this, I think, okay, well, because you're talking to a person that likes to, to really get behind selling extra services and not selling things dogs don't benefit by. What I'm talking right. about is recommending with conviction, not, you know, we, we call it selling. So for, you know, just between all of us friends, right, we're going to, we're going right. to say selling, but really what it is, is don't sell something you cannot with, with, with a passion believe in and recommend with conviction, but let's just boil it down. It's selling, right? right. So if we're going to sell extra services and I look at it and I say, I have a, let's say I have a grooming business that, that, that produces, let's say 30 dogs a day in grooming, we can groom up to 30 dogs a day. 
you might have an enrichment specialist right. that works for you that, or an enrichment coordinator or, you know, something kind of fun that way where this person, now you're recruiting somebody for your grooming business that doesn't have to be a dog groomer. Right. So this person is, is, is uh, easier to recruit. Uh, they are the kind of the fun and face of, of the business when it comes to that. So uh, for, for the grooming individuals, oh my gosh, did we just blow your mind that you don't, you know, you can actually grow your business without having to go recruit more dog groomers right. Right? for people that need that high end uh, level skill. Uh, that specialization. So uh, just a quick reminder to the Hey Joe listener audience out there. We are talking to Susan Briggs. She is the uh, co-founder of the Dog Gurus. Uh, the Dog Gurus are uh, a team that are a, a very qualified and very special group of people helping pet service providers uh, uh, embrace the idea of offering uh, additional pet services, but in a safe and reasonable and responsible manner. So working with business owners all around the world. Uh, helping them navigate the waters of, of expanding their businesses in those in those ways. So, Susan, again, stick around. Uh, the Hey Joe listener audience, please stick around until the very end because Susan's got a really, really great uh, extra bonus uh, that she's going to talk about. And if you if, if you have any questions that you want us to cover, even on future podcasts, uh, or even questions as uh, uh, as we're talking that you would like answered after this podcast, it's really easy to submit your questions. Just do so by going to paragonpetschool.com uh, and visiting the podcast page or simply email us at heyjoquestions at paragonpetschool.com. So as we look at, okay, I, I, I kind of hinted about adding staff. So how yeah. many additional staff or team members do you need when you're adding on extra services? Yeah, our favorite um, answer to a question is it depends because it is gonna vary for everybody. Um, but you know, I love the suggestion you kind of had is look at starting with just an enrichment specialist and you know, think about, okay, if I'm paying that person, you know, $10 an hour, they're working an eight hour shift, that's gonna cost me $80, maybe $88, you know, to cover my taxes and stuff you know, what can I do to at least make, you know, a hundred, hopefully even, I think you could make 150 to $200 a day. How many activities would they need to do? And I think if you're an established business and you could maybe, you know, you have issues where pet parents, you know, would like you to keep their dog all day when they come in for a groom and you do have the space, think about offering, you know, some add-on packages to keep that, that person, busy to the dogs that are coming anyway. And then, you know, if you have a bigger place and can really do, um, you know, a full kind of daycare 2.0, you're gonna want somebody to kind of manage that and set up your um, standard operating procedures and ensure the safety. So you may need, you know, in time, a manager and two or three employees. But, you know, look at your, you know, daily schedule, how much activity, and you can kind of, you know, grow the staff slowly. Um, you could even start part-time. Maybe you have your um, enrichment specialist just work half part-time in the afternoon. So the dogs have been groomed in the morning, they get an afternoon, you know, activity or add-on. So it's, it's flexible. You know, I was just real quickly while you were talking, doing some math, and I thought, okay, how can I make this so easy? For, for our Hey Joe listener audience. And I'm thinking, okay, let's say, let's say that person after taxes, insurance, if you do that or, 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 you know, the hourly rate, whatever. And you get to, okay, let's say it's as much as I like to use round numbers because $88, I'm, I'm not great at that. 
So I'm gonna I'm just gonna use round numbers. Say let's say a person costs you a hundred bucks a day. Yeah. Costs you a hundred dollars a day. Well, let's say if you had thirty people, thirty clients coming in, you think you could get ten of them paying twenty dollars extra a day, uh, or twenty dollars extra that particular day for uh, 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 enrichment enrichment activities like play times or uh, or training or manners or something of that sort. I really think you could. So all of a sudden, boom, there's 200 bucks in revenue and you're only paying out a hundred. I'll take, I'll take doubling, doubling up any day. If that yeah, so that's 500 a week. If you're five days a week, 2000 a month, that's 24 grand. I always like to use this analogy. If I'm half wrong <laughs> if I'm, or if I'm half right, however you want to yeah. look at it, glass half empty, glass half full, it's still a profitable consideration. Right. So, as we're as we're looking at that, you know, there we might have inspired some folks during this podcast to say, you know what, yeah, I might have just a grooming salon right now, or I might have a veterinary office right now, and and I and I offer grooming, but maybe I'm inspired to start thinking, maybe I want to start laying down some plans for expanding my business. I mean, I hear it all the time. You probably hear it even yeah. more often than I hear, where somebody started as a they own a grooming shop. And now they have this full service pet resort and lodge, maybe even multiple locations. So it's okay, no matter where you are, uh, that you're starting. If you have aspirations, what are some of the, uh, in your, in your experience, what are some of the things that these, uh, these folks that might be inspired to grow their business? What are some of the things right now that maybe they should be considering to start laying down the, the, the groundwork and planning? Yeah, I think it's great, you know, start small, see the reaction of your client base. But again, we need great care providers out there. And so if you're really busy, I would, you know, look at your marketplace and, you know, is there the option to, you know, get a bigger place and do more for your existing clients. So, you know, it's finding that location is the hardest part, you know, knowing your zoning um, and then looking at, you know, what services are going to kind of complement what we kind of opened with that brand alignment and you really have an interest in and start seeing and searching now as you're kind of growing that desire and interest and then you also have great you know taking pictures and video the enrichment stuff is awesome for social media so it's getting that marketing plan down because you want to kind of step into that bigger footprint with more clients and more business right away so that you can pay for it. You guys have such an advantage over people that are starting from scratch without a client base. Um, and so if you kind of plan that and you can even do it in phases, like, okay, I'm going to, I have a little bit of space here. We'll fill that out. But at the same time, maybe be planning for that move or add on. I know a lot of places are in um, strip centers and sometimes the locations next door come open. And so instant expansion opportunity there. So kind of looking ahead, you know, one, three, five years in the future and how you could grow your business and, you know, bring in more money. Profitable revenue is what we like. Right, right. Because you do have to manage, you're, you're looking for that perfect mix, right? That revenue that's coming in, but manageable labor and other expenses so that profitability is, 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 is you end up on the right side of profitability. Right. So, so are these things such as, okay, so uh, to, to recap, I, I heard you talk about the net particular uh, answer to my question was you talked about 
the facility. So uh, maybe it's the design, the layout, the flow, the selection, you know, it may, taking, taking advantage of maybe some opportunities, like you said, where if you're in a strip center, maybe the, the, the location next to you becomes vacant and seizing that opportunity. But so you've got facility. Uh, I heard you, you mentioned zoning. So, uh, uh, you know, what is your community uh, uh, going to tolerate? So planning and zoning and, and, and knowing what that looks like. Uh, the marketing plan, big, right? So client information and marketing plan, knowing your clients, knowing the appetite for what it is that maybe uh, uh, you could expand into. Part of that is also competition, right? Knowing your competition. Uh, yeah. in area. And, and I, I, I use the word competition, but most of the time I really do like to kind of phrase it as, who are you sharing the market with? Right. Uh, because I, I don't see it as a game. It's not a a field game or, or a competition sometimes means that we're opposing forces. And let me tell you, there are sometimes I refer customers to, to some other pet service provider that excels in an area that I don't. And Absolutely. that's serving, that's serving the pet parent and, and sharing uh, the market and all of these different, like you said, start small and then grow. So all of the different phases. So, how does the services, the dog gurus, do you step in? Do you have solutions that the Hey Joe listener audience could, can, can take advantage of? Because we just probably really, uh, I don't want to say overwhelmed, but to think about that, that seems kind of a, it seems like a lot. So yeah, it is. And we actually have um, created programs to help pet business owners launch, grow, and profit. So we do have a program launch formula for people that are starting new or doing a, a pretty significant add-on where we kind of go through those steps and help you with the planning your mix of services, you know, getting the location, designing it, putting in your um, forms and policies and procedures, getting staff trained, all that's kind of covered in our launch formula. And then we have growth intensive which is kind of help you, you know, a lot of us, we get into pet care and we just start doing it. And then as you grow, you've got to teach others to do it, which again, is putting in those systems and, you know, your not only operations, but in marketing, you know, how you manage the staff, how you manage your financial part of your business and growth intensive will help businesses with all of that kind of what I call foundation work. So you're really ready to grow and expand. And then our, Signature program is really profit where we want businesses to profit. We want um, business owners to make that six figure um, salary. And so we kind of get in one on one deep dive into your business and help you become more profitable and reach your vision. And what we like to say is then exit when you're ready on your own terms. So you've got tracks that are fully designed to take somebody from where they are to where maybe they aspire to be. Uh, you know, I've often said that success is, is kind of, it's, it's really individual, it's personal. It's where you're yeah. starting from and where you believe you want to be. And that's, that's different for every person and in every scenario. So uh, uh, what, I, what I really like about that is uh, I, I've, often, I've often referred to it as like baking a cake. Now, if you ask me to get into a kitchen and Joe, go bake a cake. I would probably fail miserably. It might look like a cake. It might smell like a cake, but it may not taste like a cake. You know, but, but give me a recipe that I can follow step by step. And now 
that's far less intimidating. And usually the results are going to be a whole lot more favorable than without that recipe or that, that guide. So what you're saying are your tracks are like recipes for uh, these folks to, to, to move forward in their, in their goals. Absolutely. And what we do is kind of, like you say, it's the recipe, but you can customize it to what you want. I mean, that's what I love about pet service industry is you can create the business that reflects you, your vision, interests, your brand, what you want to be. And there's room in the marketplace for many different versions of that to exist. Oh my goodness. I mean, just going back, there was a day before ice cream for dogs. There was a day before daycares. There was a day before, like you said, it used to be kennels, right? Yeah. Uh, but now, you know, even, even the rooms, I heard you uh, uh, refer to uh, uh, a cage or a kennel being an enclosure. Uh, uh, I, I just, I love yeah. all the new terminology and, and some of the terminology, you know, I was part of a real big shift in terminology back when all of that was happening. And uh, you heard me, you hear me refer to customers as pet parents and right. just those types of things. So, uh, uh, so now it's kind of time, Susan, what a great, you've just served the Hey Joe listener audience beyond my expectations. So that was really, really great. And I know you and I are going to have a, a, a future podcast together. In fact, one that's going to be focusing on canine body language and that's going to be really really special for everybody so i i recommend that all of the hey joe listener audience tune in uh tune into that but before that as a wrap up to this particular podcast uh you know i've been kind of i've been kind of dangling it out there for our audience members but what is it that the dog gurus is making available to the hey joe listener audience well you know we're really excited about the enrichment activities because it's one of those things that we really believe is a win for the dogs a win for your team, your staff, they love doing this because they really get to play and engage with dogs. And it's a win for your business because it is a profitable add-on. So we partnered with our friends at Blue Nine that make the climb. And we have kind of a, a enrichment best practices game guides that are available. So it will help you get started using the climb safely. And it's a combination of PDFs and videos. So we're excited to make that available and hope we get more people out there offering um, enrichment activities for the dogs. That is uh, outstanding. I will tell you that I am, am personally a benefactor of the climb uh, <laughs> and, 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 and the climb uh, 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 technique, if you would. Uh, uh, it is probably one of the most valuable manners and usable manners that a pet, yeah. a, a, a pet parent can, can, can really enjoy with their dog. Uh, so I think the dog guru is stepping up and making that, that guide, a series of PDFs and videos uh, available to our audience. I, 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 I'm just astounded. I think that's wonderful. We really do appreciate that again. So in order to get that, uh, to unlock that really great bonus and all of those freebies from the dog gurus, it's very simple. So to all of my Hey Joe listener audience out there, it's really simple. You know where to go, go to paragonpetschool.com to the podcast page, drill into this particular episode, and you will receive all of the instructions to unlock those freebies and start taking advantage of those right away. Um, I want to thank uh, 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 Susan. I, I want to thank you again for helping us out. I know that our audience 
uh, will will thrive with the information that that you provided today, and, uh, and and I'm sure it will add revenue and profitability to their business. I want to thank the Hey Joe listener audience out there for all of your great questions. Uh, remember to, to to send your questions to our email address is Hey Joe Questions at ParagonPetSchool.com, and you might just hear your topic discussed with an industry expert in the near future. Uh, please share this podcast with your team members that you work with and friends and family in the industry who you think will uh, not only listen to it, but also benefit from it. So Susan, thank you again. And I am just super excited about what you've done today with the, with the, the listeners, but also what we're about to do. And that's recording a second episode on canine body language. It was my pleasure. It's fun. The time flew by, Joe. You made it easy. Oh, well, <laughs> I, uh, that's what we try to do. And I, I tell you, the, uh, the Hey Joe listener audience out there is, uh, uh, they're, just, they're just begging for more and more things that can help them prosper. So uh, we appreciate you being a, a partner in that. My pleasure. <laughs>